0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast, and this is so exciting. We are here for episode two of our On Friendship series that we just started last month, and uh, this is where our very good friend Elisa from Best Forever's Pod is here, and we're talking about a Hallmark movie that has friendship themes, and uh, it's really fun. And Elisa, thanks so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. You know I love to talk... Well, in general, but also <laughs> to talk about friendships and in, in Hallmark movies, this is yeah. so fun. And this movie, this time, you know, there is a really important reason why I, I was excited about this movie, and that is the person who starred in it. So, yes,
0: so we're actually talking about the Hallmark Hall of Fame film from two thousand and four, back when we were grown ups, and this is. One I had not seen, so I was taking a little bit of a risk, but I just was so sure that it would be good when it's based on an Ann Tyler novel. She's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Uh, it stars an incredible cast with Blythe Danner, Faye Dunaway, Peter Fonda, Jack Pellance, Ioni Sky. I mean, the list goes on and on. <laughs> and, uh, and so... I just figured, oh, why not? And I was kind of hoping when I saw it, that it would be kind of like Hallmark's version of The Big Chill, kind of, and be that yeah. kind of friendship story. And it's not really, <laughs> 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 but, and it's kind of a nutty movie. It's yeah. it's sort of, I would say it's sort of hit and miss in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I, I did read the, actually, I, I listened to the novel, Mm-hmm. this week and i think i liked the novel better which yeah. is usually the case but i i think mainly because I, I will talk more about it but peter fonda in this movie was mm. did you think he was just going to like murder everybody
1: he was so- <laughs> he was a little strange and i yeah. think for me cuz it's it's for on um, friendship right and so yeah. like you know, I was thinking, okay, so we're going to have maybe friendships later in life or, you know, something like that. And I think that part was really hit or miss, as you said, and the movie was kind of hit or miss as we'll talk about. But I think really what it showcased with him is that he had difficulties making relationships, no matter what type of relationship it was. Mm -hmm. And he's certainly someone who could have used friends, but he was (laughs) at the very least socially awkward at At the the most a serial killer
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think when I'm reading about him in the book I'm able to kind of temper that you know and yeah, make him yeah. like a normal human but
1: he, he was strange <laughs> yeah. and it was just like you know and everyone has their stuff right we all have idiosyncrasies and so it's not a judgment per se it's just one of the things that Hallmark movies are about are about relationships right and yeah. so- it just was off-putting, I think, for me, for someone to consistently have difficulty interacting with people. Because usually you might see something where they have difficulty, there's some sort of conflict or something that sort of changes it. Maybe they hit, maybe not so rock bottom, but like a hallmark rock bottom, you know, and then they figure their way out, you know, and that's, he was just consistently awkward through the whole thing. It's like, he
0: learned (laughs) nothing <laughs> you're right and they would show him as a younger person and it was yeah. like still serial killer
1: like he's still <laughs> in the like, making what, in she, the making
0: good move on her part of uh, yeah. even though they the the flashbacks to her actual husband he was also just a little creepy but less creepy he was more fun <laughs> fun creepy but like yeah. and he's like standing there outside the window like why are you staring at me like
1: what's going on but because he was better than the other guy I, was, I, grass is always greener <laughs> but everyone's grass was dead
0: yeah. <laughs> and the it wasn't really like the normal kind of on the spectrum kind of social awkwardness it was like yeah. a I don't know it was kind of controlling and like make sure you wear this kind of clothing and it, it was just so strange but
1: he seemed to me just to, before I forget <laughs> just unwilling to change or reflect or anything and I think that's why I was said that he was consistently that way like yeah he never learned true. anything right and so I think that was part of the 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 issue was that he was unwilling to change. And in our life, there's so many ebbs and flows that we have to have the ability to reflect on our communication, our interaction with other people, what we might've contributed to a situation, how we might be able to make adjustments. Like we don't constantly stay the same. And in some cases we might need to make bigger changes than at other times in our life. And he just was always the same person. Yeah, and I think that is going to lead him, if we were to talk about where he was at after the movie, I would say he's in the same spot. Like, I don't, and I would say that his daughter probably still doesn't talk to him. He's probably not remarried. Like, I just think that he is someone who absolutely has difficulty making friendships and making connections with other people, but seemed unwilling to make yeah. it happen and- in any sort of way <laughs> the,
0: the main idea of this movie i actually do like I, mm-hmm. the idea of this person she's 53 because this movie was made in 2004 mm-hmm.
1: and it stars Blythe danner uh, and ooh, can please- i just pause for a yeah. second so i just don't repeat it over and over and over and over again <laughs> i love her so yeah. much so
0: I, I i do too and you know my grandma just passed away uh, a couple weeks ago and and Blythe Danner's character in this movie really reminded me a lot of my grandma. Uh, the way that she was always trying to keep everybody happy. And the way that she would, you know, sort of throw these theme parties. And that was something big my grandma would do. Mm
1: -hmm. Like she
0: she would have like Easter parties where she was really known for. And she would make these Easter baskets with it, like she would have everything be yellow. And and she would make ones for the girls and one for the boys. And she'd have like a yellow like brush and a yellow for for the girls you know and, and whatever and she really enjoyed stuff like that she, she she was just she just was somebody that everybody adored which was i guess the difference between this movie where they don't even like her very much it seems like
1: oh, um I, didn't like. <clears throat> I sure hope blake watching it and seeing, you know, some of your grandma in her that uh, hopefully watching it was yeah. kind of like a little little hug if you will yeah. from grandma.
0: Yeah, I definitely teared up a number of times, but mm-hmm. she was somebody who I uh, who was you know hard on herself that she didn't feel like she was the the best mother in the world and yeah. she she'd tell me she didn't go to church on mother's day cuz she would feel so guilty. Yeah. And even though everybody adored her and she was just beloved, uh, and so I kind of related to seeing uh, Black Tanner's character. And the idea is she's sort of thinking back on her life, and thinking about the choices that she made when she decided to marry this man that had three children, yeah. and uh, this man Joe, and how uh, how she. Uh, gave up some of her friendships, gave up some of her other she didn't finish school, you know, things that happened to her in her life. And uh and so I think that that part of it, that part of the conflict, I think was was really good. That I liked yeah. a lot.
1: I now I didn't know it was a, a book until you told me. And so I did kind of like some quick searches while I was watching it about like who people were, like character names, just to be sure I was following correctly, things like that. Uh And um, one of the web pages I found said that the first line of the book says, quote, once upon a time there was a woman who discovered she had turned into the wrong person, end quote. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of took that from the book and thinking about what I was watching and truly felt like this, where she was trying to Understand how she gotten from the age of twenty to where she was at this point, and and I really appreciate this idea that I mean some people call it like the midlife crisis, like fifty three, I guess fifteen years ago might have been a time for midlife crisis, you know, like people kind of talk about that, you know, maybe that happens when you turn fifty, maybe when you turn forty, people start to have these thoughts, but it just starts to seem like what it what is the point, like. You know, her husband has passed away in a car accident and she's still living with his father in their house, running their business and uh, doing all these things for his children. And, And I'm saying all that because I think she's questioning all of that. And so the movie is like a journey about figuring out who she is and did she in fact turn into quote unquote the wrong person.
0: Yeah, which I think is a very interesting discussion and I think while does a really good job playing Rebecca and mm-hmm. you definitely it's very easy to relate to that feeling because I think everybody has sort of a fear that they are going to be forgotten, mm-hmm. that their life isn't going to matter. Uh, I think that's a really human experience oh, yeah. and maybe partly it's cuz we probably aren't you know we probably are going to be forgotten in the grand scheme of things i mean i know but we all cry ourselves to bed tonight yeah <laughs> but i mean how many of us are george washington's and yeah, you know wow. these kinds of things like most yeah. of us just lead these simple lives and and uh but you still have that fear and you at least want to be remembered by the people that you made sacrifices for and yeah. that, uh, you want to be remembered by the people who should remember you. Exactly. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: And uh, and so let's talk about this family. So we have, uh, we have Blythe Danner playing Rebecca, yes. and like you said, she is this party planner. She kind of inherited the job from the uh from her uh from her husband's family. Mm-hmm. it's open uh open hearts or open arms open arms open arms sorry and uh yeah it was kind of weird because some of those parties felt like shouldn't they be doing them in the person in the person's house <laughs> like if i was gonna have a graduation party like it was really cute yeah. but i wouldn't want to go to another house yeah that was weird like the wedding made sense because you have weddings at venues
1: but- well and there was also like a, an engagement party it was like a picnic that seemed fine you know yeah. like, like a different cute idea but yeah and i was like well they got to keep it this is the house they have this is where they're filming right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> But anyway, everything takes
1: place us. here except <laughs> the dinner and the picnic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she married
1: Joe
0: mm-hmm. uh, and who we see in flashback only. Yep. Uh, and when she was in her early twenties and she had been dating Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, By Peter Fonda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And <laughs> as an older man and uh she she chose to be with joe instead of to be with will and joe had three daughters so she has one daughter uh and it's the the names yeah i can't deal with these (laughs) names Uh anyone listening, I apologize if you have these names. Uh but I just I mean I just can't understand why a white woman with brown hair is named Min Fu. It just it, <laughs> really,
1: it was like what yeah. I don't know. There yeah, there was some questionable choices <laughs> in naming. There's Maybe no- it happened in the sixties and seventies and as I've heard That was a time where people made choices under influence, perhaps. I don't know. (laughs) Because you had Min Fu, you had Nono. Which, for the first five minutes, I thought was Nona, and I was like, that's okay, and then I was like, no, her name is literally No."
0: <laughs> like, they sound like names that you give, like, a toddler, but then, like, once yeah. you're an established adult, you need to kind of have a real name, like...
1: So, Patch is not an adult name. <laughs> no. And then there's Patch, and then there's Biddy, which uh, I guess is the most normal, most normal of... I don't want to say normal. most common name, something I've yeah. heard of before
0: right and I was just like uh what is going on with these names I hated the names I mean and I I have we have some different names in my family like yeah his named Sparrow yeah yeah so I don't have any problem with creative names but I don't know just like like I said these were just it was
1: i don't know Interesting.
0: i felt like and <laughs> tyler like what were you doing <laughs> were you, like picking them num-
1: <laughs> words out of a jar or something
0: like, like what is going on is there names? any
1: discussion in the book about the names
0: <sighs> no not really they, <laughs> i can't remember they how they ended up with minfu i can't remember but
1: yeah yeah so That's, yeah Not, not typically, not what you would expect. We'll just say yeah. There you go. So basically, these different
0: daughters that. So (laughs) no, no. So no, no is getting married at Mm -hmm. the beginning of the movie to a man named Barry, and he has a Barry has a son named Peter, and that was I thought that the relationship between Rebecca and Peter was one of the sweeter
1: yes i thought that was really cool relationship
0: yeah because uh he you know sort of resentful about having a new stepmom and obviously that's something that she can relate to and and this no no is such a she's just she was kind of the worst i mean she was so (laughs) selfish i mean she's like she's complaining after after being married for about a month or two and she's like you would have no idea what it's like to be investing all of your energy into a child that's not even your own she says something like that and she, you're like hello what is wrong with you like she literally yeah. raised three children that
1: were her own. <laughs> like, what? i'm like think about your audience <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and
0: yeah, so she's getting married, and then Min Fu is pregnant. This is her. Oh,
1: and I just I discovered I brought up IMDb again. Her Min is short for Minerva. Minerva. Yeah. Okay, so it's short I don't know for where the Fu
0: is. came from
1: Ma- a married name, perhaps.
0: Yeah, because she had three husbands, so maybe because yeah. she has one. Uh, she has one child that's uh that's black and one child that's white and now she's a baby on the way yeah and now she has a baby on the way with a man named keem mm-hmm. and she ends up naming the baby abdul mm-hmm. and they seemed all fine with all of that which is cool
1: yeah like there
0: wasn't there wasn't any part of the plot like they were more concerned about the fact that she'd been married three times than the fact that she yes <laughs> uh, different races that was not a yeah. part of the plot so that was no, cool. and,
1: and i don't think they spent a lot of time on that i thought there was other things where i was like whoa 2004 we were gonna do that okay we're gonna say that no we're yeah that. <laughs> yeah so There are a couple parts where i was like but they all came from peter fonda's character yeah, but, there was a
0: so. <laughs> uh yeah so then there's biddy mm-hmm. who is a
1: chef kind of maybe I'm not really sure. I don't know. It
0: was weird. She was always cooking weird yeah. stuff.
1: And yep. like Way snails close to each other too. Like it was hard to distinguish between the sisters.
0: Yeah. They did look quite a bit alike. And then there was a weird thing about her husband being gay. That was weird.
1: Yeah. They never really explained that.
0: <laughs> yeah. She was like, Troy's gay, but we still get along just great. I'm like,
1: what? what? Super. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I know. I kind of was like, did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I thought I missed something like really important. And maybe we did. Maybe it was, it was lost in <laughs> translation of some sort. <laughs> it was the early two
0: thousands, a different time.
1: Yeah, I guess. So. I guess. For everyone but, had a gay husband. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know <laughs> what that was probably, about. Probably it was very trendy in two thousand and four apparently. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Ooh. Uh but yeah, I really kind of hated all of these women they were just yeah. so selfish and so yeah.
1: and i you <sighs> the, know, the thing about it was that they were adults right so yeah. like, these are folks who are getting married they're having children they have jobs which seem to be tied into the open arms business um and so like the Bly danner's character rebecca had been around for decades at this point like as long longer than those adult children it seemed or like at least it's soon into their life right yeah
0: I mean they They're, looked like they were all under certainly all under 10 years old for sure
1: yeah when when yeah. she married Joe and so it's like I would expect Peter who was a child right he's His uh, new mom is going to be no-no after the the marriage, right? And so, Mm -hmm. like, Peter is, what, 10 years old? So kind of like the same. I mean, it's supposed to be parallel, I think. Or at least that's how it came across to me. Mm -hmm. And I would expect Peter to be disinterested in his new mom or having difficulties with that but this lady's been around you for decades and you treat her like she's just like an annoyance. Like yeah. they were like, so disrespectful to her, in my opinion. Like they didn't want to do family stuff that she had planned, like a engagement party. They didn't make fun of her because she often, like it's a party planning business. And so it seems like the family did a lot of toasting. And so right. they like, make fun of her toasts and things like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like that seems to be something that's like a tradition and they had photos of it. And although Will, played by Peter Fonda, thought it was kind of strange. It's one of those things where I was like, that's kind of a cool family tradition. Right. That would miss if Rebecca was no longer there? But they acted like maybe they're just taking her for granted. But at the same time, I would expect them to have already gone through those feelings of not being interested in their stepmom and getting beyond it like you're 30 something you're you're 40 like get over it i don't it's not like yeah continuous conflict
0: i mean she would really be she would be the major parent that they would even remember let's be honest i mean how much do you remember of what happened before you were 10 like we really don't i mean they would have memories of
1: here and there but like yeah. yeah it's like moments or birthdays or it's because of photos you know things like that
0: and especially with them having like rocky relationships you think that they would be way more sort of empathetic and understanding and uh yeah it's like the the when the von trapp kids were bratty but like they never grew out of it like what
1: (laughs) and Uh, Even Peter, the 10-year-old, grew faster. He grew, like, (laughs) almost the most in this whole movie. And he's a, he's a chot. He is a minor. He's not even a tween yet. Right.
0: (laughs) Like, uh, towards the end, like you are saying with the toast, she does a sweet toast to Poppy, the Jack Plant's character. And uh, and Patch says another one of those everlasting rhymes of
1: hers. And it's like. What is wrong with you? And also, it's like. People can hear you. Talk smack <laughs> about it later, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe just be like, if she didn't do the toaster, are you going to be like, well, and then she didn't do anything for Poppy at his birthday. Like, ah. Yeah. It's like, be appreciative for the people. It doesn't seem like, from what I gather from the movie, Rebecca was trying to figure out how she gotten from 20 years old to where she is now. She not, she did seem to maybe have some moments that we saw in flashbacks, but in general, it didn't seem like they had any true beef with each other, other than maybe growing pains of yeah a new mother. And you know, Faye Dunaway, who's their their biological mother in this movie, maybe doesn't exactly help situation. Like they call Faye Dunaway mother, but like they don't sort of address why Dan or as their stepmom in any certain way. They seem much more excited to see Faye Dunaway and get gifts and all this kind of stuff. And then sort of the gift, what does she she gets Bly Danner an apron and she's wearing an apron and it's like, <laughs> Hey, cool, an apron. She goes, Wanted to get you something practical. Like she has nothing in her life besides running this family's business. Right. And Beyond she's
0: practical. Yeah.
1: Married into this business. Yeah. And her husband has passed away.
0: <laughs> well yeah, oh, so let's talk about uh the uh, let's talk about uh the Faye Dunaway character. She in there is a kind of a grand tradition of Hallmark movies where they advertise famous people that are just in the movie for like 5 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Was
1: <that> Faye Dunaway.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Faye Dunaway would be an example here yeah. of this and she comes in. She's the mother of the three girls, and uh, the uh, I think it's uh, Min Fu, the one that's actually Rebecca's daughter, yeah. says so, calls her calls Faye Dunwood character mother, and yeah. her companion is uh, is like that's not your mother. Like, yeah, it was so awkward.
1: And Faye I've, Donna was like, I've always thought of you as a fourth daughter. And so, and then Bly Danner's like, Why am I even here? Yeah, <laughs> my own child
0: is even my own child. <laughs> oh, and it's like, well, yeah, I guess some people are fast and loose with the whole mother name. Yeah. And I've always, I have to, I mean, I'm not married, so yeah. like, either I, yeah. And so, but I've always thought it was really awkward when people. Call their mother-in-law, yeah. their mom. I don't know. I just,
1: I know a lot of people do
0: it, and a lot of people listening are like, "Oh, I totally do that," and that's total, you know. And maybe I will once I, once I, if I ever get married. But it's always just it's sort of been like
1: for some people, like especially yeah, if you have good relationships. But if it feels like kind of a chilly connection and being like, "Hi, Dad," and you're like that. Ah, no. <laughs> But, like, for some people, it's much more natural. They have yeah. a great relationship, you know, those sorts of things. So, yeah. and it's, and, and the thing about it is people listening probably all started when it felt right or when they were asked to or, like, no, don't call me, Carol, call me, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um you know so it it probably all happens naturally yeah. and organically in that relationship somehow but yeah i can imagine, like i've observed as a third person watching people call like mother father in laws mom and dad and stuff like that and it can be kind of awkward
0: <laughs> yeah 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 do you do you ever uh, like in your in your communications classes things what do you think are like the special dynamics with blended families that make things challenging
1: well, I think it's there's these feelings of like uh, you're not actually my mom or not actually my dad, and so trying to step in when they do have both their biological or their caregivers, their parents, whoever they might be to them that um if there is some sort of separation and then you have step family, it's like for the child that's really difficult because you have if you know, wherever Faye Dunaway is, they're going to her house and then they're going to their dad's, house. you know, so there's a lot of things and you have to like create in some ways a new family dynamic with blended families. And that can be pretty challenging because uh, based on the age of the kids, how the relationship started and how, you know, where people stand, where the other parent um, feels about everything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of moving parts and I think that, you know, there are a lot of parents who do the absolute best they can and are really doing, you know, a bang up job in the sense of like, you know, talking about it, working together, but that's going to be really difficult because it's also like you're stepping in and there's so many, one of the things I do appreciate is that there are so many, Okay. This is when like social media is really good when people post videos and I just saw it for like father's day where a stepfather is the father's day gift is wanting to be adopted by him. You know, like that stuff is so wonderful Mm -hmm. because that person has stepped into a role that perhaps they didn't have and didn't feel that love. And it's amazing. And, and so those are people are doing it right, you know, but it is super challenging Um, I could, this, we could talk about so many topics, but it's, it's going to be very difficult. Um, and, and a lot of times I think people can feel like they're not involved or they don't have a say because they're well, I'm not actually their mom or dad. Yeah. Um,
0: well I mean, and in fairness, every family has challenges. Every yeah and, for and, sure. and, and so you you know, you so many of them do it and do it well. I just feel bad for particularly for stepmoms because they get the raw end of the deal as far as media. Like they're yeah. always
1: portrayed as like, oh, like, yeah. like have you seen a Disney movie like <laughs> evil stepmom? I mean yeah. You can't go any further than Cinderella to be like, well, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> so you gotta love uh,
0: uh, Sound of Music because it's like... oh, geez,
1: that stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Or I guess there's that movie with them, uh, Julia Roberts and uh, <laughs> Susan Sarandon. That one's pretty yep. good.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed or, that movie. But yeah, I think that it shows so many challenges and in that case, you know, spoiler alert, Susan Sarandon becomes sick. And so yeah. she starts to realize that this is the person who will be in their kids' lives. And so working together to make that happen. But but typically what's happening is that, you know, parents might get divorced or separated and then they they remarry or they have other relationships. And so then you're managing different locations, you know, perhaps multiple layers of children and things like that and you know it's just I think like you made a good point like every family has a challenge and it's not to say that families that are intact is I think the academic term is Mm -hmm. um is because I don't want to use normal because I don't think that's appropriate but I think intact means like the original couple is married um and the children are all together and I just think that no matter what you know, it's really important to, to talk about what the expectations are. Like, even if you get married and you decide to have children together, you still want to talk about how you're going to raise those kids. It doesn't matter if they're, it's a blended family or not. There are certain things that you have to talk about to be more successful in that family. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. And, and the one thing I think this movie does show very well, it's just sort of the messiness of family, uh, yes. that I definitely connect with that, it's hard like especially when you have a bunch of strong-willed people that all have strong opinions about things and the way they like things and and yeah. sort of balancing that all out and making everybody happy and uh is 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 a tough challenge that i think uh i know a lot of families deal with and and uh making sure everyone's heard and yeah. it's 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 tough it's challenging
1: Well, i also think this family in particular everything has been precisely the same for a very long time yeah like that business has been there everyone has sort of contributed to their poppy his dad joe's dad who you know has outlived his son because joe died in a car accident he's a hundred and he still lives in the house and he's very particular about the things and, and in some cases i think that might showcase that Sometimes we might need to change it up a little bit. doesn't mean change everything, but we might need to do something a little different to sort of shake it up. Because if not, if we're in a rut, we're always doing the same thing over and over again. It's no wonder that Rebecca was wondering, like, is this where I'm supposed to be? That's when we start having those sorts of questions, I think. And also, it's just like we don't take things... We'll t- continue to take things for granted if it's always exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, they did...
0: I, I, I just wanted... Anybody in the movie to say thank you to Rebecca, I for I, like, not everyone took her for granted except for Zeb, that was like the shining star. And he was, was like,
1: Joe's like, brother, right?
0: Yeah, Joe's brother. And like, didn't you want them to get together? I yeah, so wanted them the to get together.
1: Like, Is this the romance? Because you know, there was gonna, you know, I thought there might be something in a and yeah, that was actually kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. Or, like, who was the guy who did all of, like, her, the landscape guy? I was like, he seems pretty cool, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he was so young.
1: The landscape guy? He was balding. He can't bend that
0: Uh, young. Maybe I'm thinking of the, 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 uh, I'm thinking of the plumber guy.
1: Okay, yeah, she had multiple people coming to, like, help around the house and that sort of thing. But there was one guy... I felt was kind of like did a lot of stuff but he she talked to him about the high school sweetheart who's Will played by Peter Fonda yeah. and and so that's like the thing she she's like she gets to a point where she thinks she's this wrong person or like how did I get get here that she's going to to ask questions of her high school sweetheart and that's where we get the trouble Peter Fonda <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I'm gonna just believe to myself that like eventually they end up Zeb and
1: Rebecca end up
0: together because because they had chemistry. I thought the actors had chemistry. I thought, I mean, she talks to him seemingly every single night. She talks to him
1: because he seemed to be truly her best friend. Yeah, And and he
0: seemed to be the only one that noticed her or said thank you. Or cared about her at all, aside from maybe or when Peter. she
1: starts to feel like she's being erased and won't be remembered. Kind of like you were talking about before. I feel like he's the one who's like, "No, you're important to us. You you belong here." Yeah. Those sorts of things. Like he's the one that seems to have his finger on the pulse, so to speak, of understanding Bly Danner mm-hmm. um, and just everything that's going on and what be what might be needed in that situation. He just seems like. He's a caring guy and he cares about this person because she's been part of his life for so long and is can appreciate everything she's done, but also is a really good communicator in the sense of he knows when to say things and sort of the right things to say to make her feel better. Yeah. And that is someone who's good at social support. We're not always good at social support because – I think that we're very particular individually, and unless we can tell someone precisely what we want, that person might never be very good at social support. And maybe Rebecca never indicated what she might need to feel supported, but he certainly understands that, and that is very rare. Yeah, and- I loved him. He
0: was the best, and uh, he he kind of reminded me of maybe not quite as funny, but he he kind of reminded me a little bit of. Uh, Billy Crystal's character in When Harry Met Sally. Oh
1: yeah, those two. I think characters. Billy Crystal's got that comedian edge, but I yeah, yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> but just the way because they spent so much time talking on the phone in When Harry Met <laughs> Sally, and that's definitely oh yeah, a lot of this dynamic is them talking on the phone and him and and him kind of giving advice and her, you know, sort of venting yeah. a little bit to him. And he's
1: uh, the the social support that he reflects best is the emotional support because he listens to her. Uh-huh. I would say the esteem slash ego support because he makes her feel good about the decisions that she makes and then any informational support so any advice he gives. Mm-hmm. So I would say he's probably best at emotional in esteem and then probably as like a secondary information. Yeah. So, like he, he did best. it well yeah. and that's like that's what social support is about. You want to feel supported and most of us are considering how we think we want to get social support so that's what we have to provide to the other person mm-hmm. and that's right we need to think about the type of social support that person needs that we can give them and we might not be able to give them the type of social support they need and that might be part of the problem is that none of the kids or poppy or will (laughs) know how to provide social support to rebecca
0: yeah yeah the other
1: thing i would say is that just by and far like zeb is i would say her closest friend And she even mentions that, like, what happened to the friends that I had? She spent so much time focused on Joe and those kids that she missed out on having relationships, friendships. And I think that's what's critical. Something to pull out of this is terms as a friendship theme is Mm -hmm. that our partners are important. Our family and our kids are important. But it's also important to have friendships because when the kids grow up and they they move away and they start building their own families and things like that or as we age and our partners pass away Mm -hmm. friendship is always something that we need in life and so to me it's like throwing it completely aside once you get married or once you have kids I Mm -hmm. think might be a choice that that could later have consequences maybe Mm -hmm. it won't Mm -hmm. but I think it's one of those things that we always want to maintain our friendships or to continue looking for friendships. And mm-hmm. Zeb mentions, um, she's like, I don't really have any friends. And he's like, I'm a friend. And he's like, you have puppy. And, you know, he kind of <laughs> mentions like, she's like relatives aren't friends. And he's says relatives can be friends too. Yeah. And I think that's true. Siblings can be friends. I think as our point parents and children can be friends, but it's also a different type. It's a blended friendship. You have family and friendship together. And I think that Rebecca's character could truly benefit from having friends that don't have anything to do with the business, open arms, and have nothing to do with the children. Or anyhow. yeah, yeah, that is the side of the family that she feels yeah. like she's not a member of at times.
0: Yeah, that is one dif- difference between my grandma. I mean, there's lots of differences, but and yeah. this Rebecca's character is my grandma made friends wherever she went. Yeah, uh, and and she had a she one of her best friends was the lady who did her hair every every couple weeks uh she and they went on trips together uh this lady her name is jerry and she would come yeah jerry for for years she would drive all the way from the uh from uh from the bay area from walnut creek all the way to in california all the way to the sacramento area which is a couple wow. of hours and to do my grandma's hair for, for I years and, awesome. uh, yeah and and my grandma also just became so close to her daughter-in-laws and mm-hmm. uh, and to her you know her daughter uh but she would make friends everywhere she went. She had kind of her morning routine and she became friends with everybody kind of on the routine. She would get her big gulp. She would, you know, do (laughs) her things. And there were just so many people like that. I remember when uh, she had a a best friend from, from growing up that they they lived together. They lived on the same street for a while. As far as I understand, they worked for our family company uh, named Doris. And my grandma was so, diligent when doris got sick of just every doctor's appointment every and she's got to help doris and my grandma was an amazing friend and she had me and me friends and so but it is kind of easy i think to uh to not make that a priority and i definitely felt it as somebody who has mostly you know married friends Mm -hmm. and it's so it's just so challenging to get together because not only do you have just such different lives, but you're just, your like the, the practicality of your schedules is so different, you know, and it's convenient for, for me to get together uh, in the evenings, on the weekends, that's when it's the most busy for them. And it can be very difficult to make everything work and to get together and uh, you know, you just try your hardest to, yeah. to do that, but I don't know. It, it's it's a challenge. Like being friendships as adults is is hard.
1: Yeah, it's hard. And the thing is, that might be assuming going into a friend getting married or having kids that you're already friends with them. So it's challenging to manage that when your life is different than what your friends are now going through, right? So I've yeah. been friends with, let's say, my best friend Kate since we were in high school, and so she's married and has been for, I think, at least 10 years. I would have to look at a calendar. Sorry. I'm like, what year is it? When did she get married? <laughs> um, but yeah, so like 10 years and then they have a kid. And so her life, you know, I've been a part of it all along. And so the one really cool thing about Kate is though, is that, is that, you know, it is challenging to be married and it's challenging to have kids. It's challenging to have a kid with special needs and there's still that ability to work with her husband, um, with her schedule, with her mother, maybe um, taking the child for some time so that she can have one-on-one time with her husband, but also be able to spend some time with her friends. And, but that might be different than now, where if I make a friend with someone who is about to get married or have a baby, that might yeah, be completely true. different. But nonetheless, true. there are challenges. And so you're exactly right. Schedules are different. And even if it's like, this is what I tell people, okay, even if you're like, okay, I can make a time for an afternoon for us to figure out what our schedule is going to be, right? Like, one afternoon to figure out, maybe maybe it won't take long, maybe it'll take five minutes, maybe it'll take an hour, but figuring out schedules. And if the one thing that you have in common, for example, is that you go to the coffee shop to get coffee, on the way to work or you know something like that and you can swing at the same time even if you stand in line for five to ten minutes get your coffee talk for a few minutes you're still checking in with each other yeah or if it's like i have a break at the time that you take lunch or that sort of thing even you know being able to text for a little bit and i have a friend who commutes over an hour and that's when she's like, on this day, I talk to this friend, and on this day, I talk to this friend. Mm-hmm. And so she um, does the hands free talking on the phone while she's commuting. And I'm like, genius, right? And it's just one of those things where I think, you know, we have to be more creative, but I think it's important. And it's not saying you have to have 57 different friends and mm-hmm. a partner and kids. And, and then, because I mean, there's so much going on. Sometimes I'm like, I don't have kids or a partner. Sometimes I, I think I look at what people have to do. They post on Facebook and I'm like, I don't know how you do that. (laughs) Like, how do you make all the cupcakes for the class? And you have this thing for that kid and you have this made for that dinner and this thing for that. Like, I'm in awe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a
1: wonder I can clothe, feed, and get myself together and two cats.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly. We
1: can find some friend time. We have to. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah my my most friend reaction friend interaction these days is honestly with probably with the podcast I mean people like yourself people like uh you know people Lisa and Casey and Caroline and obviously Amber uh you know that I'm very good friends with and we really got to know each other but then also I I have like my friend Jen who's kind of my movie buddy Mm -hmm. she's uh she goes to a lot of the screenings with me and we have so much fun with that um you know then there's friends that 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 we just make it work one way or another uh that uh my friend actually a really good friend named rachel uh who uh she is uh she has three children now Mm -hmm. and we we did a book club for years with my also with my cousin danielle who i'm very good friends with very close with and so every couple of months we try to have a little brunch where the three of us will have brunch together Mm -hmm. and uh and because danielle has you know she has two children and uh, and so it's it's just it's challenging but that's what we've been able to to make work. And that seems to be enough of a connection to kind of keep everything. Obviously I'm connected to my cousin, but you know, it's one thing to be connected and to be a friend. Yeah. But that seems to be enough to kind of keep things going. But, uh, and I, you know, then I have a couple other friends at church, a couple other things, uh, that I'm able to feel supported enough in my life. And, but it, it can be, it can be difficult. It can be hard. And, and, uh, I don't know. I just, in some ways I felt like these, especially these three adult women were kind of unrealistically cold. Like I, I just can't imagine, especially people that had been through multiple relationships. Most of them, it seemed like, mm-hmm. uh, had been married several times had been through things that I can't imagine being so clueless and so callous and, I want to be like
1: give me a reason like is what does she do to you at least in your eyes is it just simply she's not Tina she's not my mom because like that's for eight-year-olds not for yeah 38 or 48-year-olds yeah (laughs) like Like I said
0: the Von Trapps grew up they grew out of it
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean Peter again the 10-year-old was like the most open and growing person there was and I just thought their friendship was great. He invited Rebecca to like their grandparents' day, and 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 she <laughs> yeah, went, was even though he she wasn't. He goes, I know you're not actually my grandma. And I was just like, this is the stuff that makes the difference, right? Like, he had a connection with her. She tried so hard to like do things with him when he was over and feed him, and and like let's do an activity, let's play Scrabble, and they talked and they connected mm-hmm. and. And it seems like none of the adult children were willing to talk and connect with other people. They saw everyone as a nuisance.
0: Yeah. They, I and agree. I just like, yeah.
1: Other people are not a nuisance. Like, okay, we have annoying people in our life. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we have stopped talking about Will, but probably because he's that annoying person. <laughs> yeah there were other parts of the movie
0: that seemed like i kind of wondered if the director was going to go a certain way and then decided not but there were still sort of remnants of that other way like for instance when uh the when nono is getting married they announced that the the, one of their waiters is going to be doing the ceremony and then there was this weird (laughs) like alternate reality thing with the waitress being weird but then once it came to the actual wedding it was like perfectly fine
1: yeah you're like who's this person that felt
0: like nowhere else in the movie do we get this weird kind of i don't (laughs) know like i don't know what to call that sort of this alternate reality kind of like it's like she Nightmare had like a
1: dream vision about like yeah <laughs> the officiant being like a waitress or something yeah like, it was can like, i take your order please <laughs> instead of like the vows during the wedding <laughs>
0: uh, and so it's after the wedding that she finally decides to call will
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh and she has the conversation i think it is with zeb actually and she says if you were offered a trip on a time machine, would you take it and it would be the future or the past? And she says, absolutely the future, because I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, What do you think, Lisa? Would you, if you had a chance to go on a time machine, would you take it and would you go forward or would you go back?
1: Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like the, okay, I guess uh, with a condition, like, so if I take a time machine, that means I'm coming back to the present.
0: Yeah, end. eventually, yeah. Okay. So you, won't be, you won't be stuck in the space-time continuum.
1: Because I feel like, in some ways, she's like, I want the future because I want to know what happens. But then she goes to visit the past, who is Will, and that was problematic. But I, I just think mm-hmm. about like some special people in my life that are no longer with us. and Yeah to be able to go in the past and spend that time knowing that I still have this opportunity in the future to maintain and make other friendships I think I would go in the past
0: yeah I mean I always said I would go in the past just because in any episode of Doctor Who going in the past is way better than going (laughs) forward
1: well i just like I don't want to future dystopians are always (laughs) terrible yeah. I was like, I don't want to go into the future and realize that I am going to be living in fear for, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of people already are right. Like, you know, I don't want to go in the future and then come back and be like, it was awful. I right? mean, I guess you could
0: try if to I kind come of back help make, make that not thing. happen, but
1: yeah. But if I go to the past and it was awful, I'll be like, good thing that's over.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, just make sure I have to wait for that to happen. And yeah. Yikes.
0: <laughs> yeah i would definitely go in the past like and what for what you say as well about seeing people that you miss uh that are gone yeah. uh she gets ready for the date she goes on the date with will and and he's just odd <laughs> from the very beginning uh he i guess he's he has been divorced and he's just it's just he's just strange he's a strange man um and we find out on the on the first date with will we find out that she lost joe when she was only 26
1: yeah so early on in their marriage
0: yeah and according to her the girls had just adjusted to her existing in the family which and is then, again a little surprising for kids that age 6 yeah. years but well
1: i mean if they're going through tweenhood slash teenage years i mean anything can happen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they didn't grow up they're the von tramps who didn't grow up (laughs) well the other thing that seemed crazy to me
0: about will is that he was still bitter he was like i trusted you how dare you what you did to me back in college What?
1: Well, there were high school sweethearts. Someone get me the stats immediately on how many high school sweethearts stay together. I know there are many of you out there. and Yeah, my best friend
0: amazing. in high school is still with her high school sweetheart. So it, amazing,
1: but I think the stats don't support it. We <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be bitter that it yeah. didn't
0: work out. Like, uh, uh, I totally was like, yeah, she should leave here
1: because she might get murdered. And like... Yeah. He's just so weird. It was just a... I had a couple thoughts about him. One, I was kind of surprised that he was a doctor. I don't think we learn what kind of doctor he is. He has a white coat on at some point. So yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. Um, and, I mean, bedside manner would be absolutely horrendous. So yeah. if he's in practice for himself, is he at a hospital? I had, like, many questions about that. That's because, true. Because I thought he was a little too... Like I mean, there's lots of doctors that don't have good bedside manner. We talk about this a lot in communication, like there's lots of things that you know doctors could do to enhance their ability to communicate with their patients and to listen and things like that. There's lots of great doctors out there. There's other ones that could probably take some of those tips. He didn't seem like he would ever take tips nor learn from them or try to get better that he is stuck from whatever age he was, nineteen twenty, and he has never grown past that and yeah. in
0: um, he's just he says he claims that oh I hit rock bottom when you called so I guess there was this this divorce was really brutal on him but yeah I don't know I just felt like she I think <laughs> he weird. says
1: at dinner with Rebecca that at just one point the wife came home and said I want you gone he has a teenage daughter is very emo very like I hate everyone including my dad and I only do things if you get me cell phones and so like she doesn't get along with him. His wife is gone. He's hit rock bottom. This person that apparently he never got over calls. Um, and it's like, she's, someone's like, oh, this is great. If you fell in love again or something like that. And she's like, well, I think we've fallen in fondness. And so I don't think she ever saw Will as anything more than trying to understand what, where her life got to where it was. Yeah and to see him as friends and then like he tries to kiss her and and things like that. So awkward. It it is. But then (laughs) she kind of says like, I don't think I'm going to see you again or in the future or anything like that. And he's like, well, here you go again. This is what you did last time. And so I feel like he was, she was only, she needed Will to learn about who she was and that's unfortunate for Will (laughs) Well, Very and by the so. end of the but movie, I feel like she learned a lot about herself. Yeah, because of him. When well, she by the end of the movie and fifty three.
0: Yeah, she's like accepted. Kind of, she's turned into the person that she was supposed to be. Yeah, and that's what she kind of learns. You're you're right about the experience with Will. She kind of realizes that. Oh yeah,
1: I made the right choice. Joe was the one. Joe was the right choice, or that she's fine where she is, and and I kind of yeah. see it because again that quote said. Once upon a time, there was a woman who discovered she had turned into the wrong person. Now, you Mm -hmm. listen to the book. I haven't yet. But I kind of felt like this entire movie then ended up being a journey for Rebecca and being okay with where she was, maybe becoming her own friend and being supportive of herself and what she's done and the things that the people she's surrounded with. and, um, And that sometimes we just have to be okay with who we are and I think Zep says to her don't do what you want to do be who you want to be and I think she realized she was that person Mm -hmm. perhaps that like sometimes you can't go back like she chose Joe and this is her family and this is the thing she's doing but there's still good things here you know and that we can all be appreciative of sort of our journey and who we are and um, again her daughters could be (laughs) a little less chilly to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, like yeah. are there any moments where they've ever be- maybe they're just not sentimental folks. That could also be the case and like I guess no judgment there, but some people need that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's being sim- uh, sentimental and just being mean. I I I've, I feel like you should treat the people in your life. Not that you should baby and coddle people, but you should just say thank you. Like you don't have to be ooey gooey about it just say thanks thanks rebecca
1: thank well, that you was for nice for of you my engagement picnic yeah. thank, you. thank you for planning my wedding <laughs> thank you for yeah. my mom when my dad passed away five or six years into your marriage like i mean goo gravy <laughs> yeah well i also i did like the way in
0: this movie that it like i said i like kind of the messiness of family life and yeah and, and for instance so they have this baby welcoming party yeah. which is kind of explained more in the book okay that uh that uh they uh that when they had she had her you know child that you know the ba- that they,
1: baby abdul yeah abdul was welcomed into the world
0: yeah and so but they started this whole tradition back when she, rebecca had the child that uh this baby welcoming kind of party that they would throw mm-hmm. and because they're a they're a party planning, you know, company and whatever. And, and uh, anyway, but it's interrupted by Poppy getting sick and by the uh, one of the little kids getting stung by a bee. And yeah. so there's oh, yeah. all this kind of drama. And that that all feels very real because yeah. that's just the way big families are. It's the way mm-hmm. that just nothing can go perfect. One of my favorite, I absolutely, I love the movie uh, While You Were Sleeping. Yeah. One of my favorite lines in that movie is when uh, (laughs) father and son are talking and uh and he says uh the dad says you know you have those moments where everyone is happy and everybody's you know he's kind of waxing and he says dad this is not that moment
1: (laughs) (laughs) because i even wrote that like she has will over for like a dinner Yes. And everything's like chaotic, right? And so like people are coming in and like the phone is ringing off the hook and there's the men coming in to fix the backyard or whatever. Like it's just like life. Like these things are always happening. And so do you ever just want a day where everything seems to go your way, but instead it's like, oh we had a storm and the basement's flooded so now we have to have these people over and then I get in the car to go to the store and then this thing happens and then this kid gets an ear infection it's just like it's like watching life as it exists and I think I think you're exactly right I think that is really a highlight of this movie and I think the other highlight is I mean Blythe, Danner always and forever yeah but I feel like her journey, like we have to be okay with ourselves first before other people are going to be okay with us. I think mm-hmm. Is there like, what do they say? It's so cheesy. You got to love yourself before other people will love you. But I mean, it's there's true. some, <laughs> there's, it's cheesy, but there's some truth to it. Like, you know what I mean? Like we have to figure things out. We have to figure out where our space is, where our places, who our people are, um, what, and and I just like the line that Zeb, be what you want to be.
0: Yeah. She not, says, you're fine the way you are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well, I did
0: think it was interesting, too, when she says, when I was young, I wanted somebody other, and that's why I was drawn to Joe. Now I yeah. think the idea of being drawn to someone different is exhausting. And that, that totally makes sense, because she's with all these people all the time that are different, yeah. that are, like,
1: mean and horrible. Yeah. And <laughs> but there is there are some people who are always no matter what relationship they're in might always be like well the grass would be greener over there and then when you get on that grass and you're like oh the grass might be greener over there so maybe if joe you know it could very well be if she was still married to joe and this movie existed would she be questioning whether or not she should be married to him you know what i mean yeah or if they were divorced and she was starting a new relationship, would she be wondering about whether or not she should be back with Joe? Like there might just, we, I think there is this human nature of like the grass is always greener. It's like, no, here's the thing, people. We should be watering and tending to our own grass because <laughs> those are the things, solving problems and communicating in our own relationships is what's going to make that work, right? Yeah. Unless it's just a relationship that doesn't work, then you know
0: if it's a that toxic happens. relationship,
1: yeah then you yeah. Get out
0: of that. yeah I have to say too. So after this, she ends up going over to uh, to Will's house for this like you said, this dinner with her with his daughter, and I was personally I know she was supposed to be kind of a rebel and whatever. I was yeah. totally team Beatrice, like <laughs> I loved it when she was like, you seem like you seem nice. So I wonder if you know what kind of guy you're eating with. and he's just basically like lady you're you're dating a
1: perv she actually said that i was like yeah i kind of agree so (laughs) yeah like you know i think he's just those are the relationships he's created with his (laughs) Daughter, and like she's speaking her truth that ended up being uh, Rebecca's truth with Will because yeah, I, think so. I was like, Yeah,
0: I think it, maybe in another world Beatrice and Rebecca would be friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it is, it, it seemed like Rebecca was able to connect with most people, and I think she would see that she doesn't have a lot of uh, friendships, but you know, she was making these friendly relationships with the plumber, the mechanic, this guy, like, like, in, like, Peter, like, she's able to make these really great connections. But for some reason, it, it, it's not happening with her stepdaughters. And maybe that's where she would expect it the most. And so you yeah. might be turning, well, maybe things have been different with Will. Well, it would have been, but maybe it's not exactly better.
0: It's, well and then right. it was really weird so she invites will to meet the family in this sort of just dinner for the grown-ups
1: yeah and
0: uh you have of course you have minfu with her baby and she's yep. nursing the baby at the dinner table which i am i am very free and open about uh i'm a supporter
1: yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, fine like, with me yeah, that was one of the weird things there i was like folks I don't think this is, she's in. She's just feeding her baby. Home. Get over <laughs> yeah. it. Right. He needs to eat.
0: <laughs> right. And, but, but like Patch was really upset. She's like, uh, why aren't you inviting me? And then I, Freck is like, I am inviting you right now.
1: I'm inviting all of you. <laughs> yeah. Patch was upset, but it's like, girl, you have to wait for the phone call. Like you can only call one person at a time. And right. maybe email wasn't really popular yet then. because <laughs> then you can just invite everyone at once. <laughs>
0: yeah. And, uh, and she's kind of demissive. I think his Patch is like, what is this flight attendant casual sort of criticizing I, her clothes? Oh yeah.
1: They, I wrote that down too. It's like, um, everyone asks, what are you wearing? Like they're all on her case about what she's wearing. Like they, that they had no concept that this woman has been a huge part of their life for years and that their dad has passed away years ago, and that yeah. she is still a human being who has interest in relationships. So that it's like, how? why would you ever wear anything different? Because she'd like to wear something different to go out on perhaps a date or to go out to dinner, to a nice dinner. And there's nothing wrong with it. She doesn't have to wear an apron for everything. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but then will's even worse because she's
0: like showing him photo albums and stuff like a normal human being would do and and he's like why are you, now you've got me in here looking at years of toasts?" and like, yeah that was rude what is wrong with you and so yeah. she dumps him he's gone thank goodness and <laughs> and she talks to zeb and he quotes george Eliot. and he was the best and and then we finally get to Poppy's 100th birthday, and I did really like Poppy. I like Jack Flats. He was so cute.
1: Okay, question. Did you notice I felt like his birthday sign said, happy birthday, poopy, not Poppy? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. I'll, I'll have to go back in YouTube and see if I can't get a screen grab. But I was like, "Isn't? It, don't you spell Poppy P-O-P-P? <laughs> i was all thrown off in the birthday party i have to say
0: (laughs) (laughs) well and also i should mention that the flashback sequences uh are the young rebecca is played by hillary danner blight danner's niece so that's
1: oh cool i didn't know that yeah
0: That's that's why she looked so much like her yeah yeah, and uh so they they show this uh little film strip thing uh of the life of poppy and all this home movies and stuff and and she's never in the in the movies and uh and that that does actually it, it doesn't necessarily ring true that she'd never be in the mo- movies but one thing that's definitely true in my family
1: yeah. is that if
0: you look back through family photos (laughs) yeah so many of the pictures my mom looks kind of exhausted and but when you think (laughs) about it she was putting on they were taken at big family gatherings where my mom was probably cooking for 20 more people yeah you know once everybody gets there i don't
1: remember if it was her or zeb that was like well i was probably planning or you know yeah posting or whatever so she
0: feels kind of sad like i don't even exist in this family like I'm not even in the, any of the video and so she's feeling kind of sad. And uh the um uh and then I think it's Zeb who says yeah, your true life is the one you end up with, whatever it may be. You mm-hmm. just do the best you can with what you got. And I think that's true.
1: I do think I, I I like what he says there, but I also think like, you know, what she's sort of going through is thinking about a decision making process, like the decisions that she made. And I think she's questioning it. And it's like, but this is the life you're in. And that's, I think, what Zeba said. And I think that's a really great quote. But we also do actively participate in our own lives. So we do make decisions along the way. And so the one thing I don't like about that quote is that there might be some inherent passiveness. Like we just sit around and wait for life to happen. Life does happen. But we also are a player in that movie as well you know what I mean yeah yeah so, so I, I do like the quote if you think about that she has been actively part of her life um because mm-hmm. I think like if we do want to change something even if it's like I want to walk more I don't know like we make those choices right yeah. it's not just like life is like all of a sudden we're walking <laughs> like we had to make that decision
0: and yeah. so I well, think I mean that- that's what's interesting too is that so Nono complains to Barry, her husband, says about uh that she's that she's only in this only in this marriage for being useful, that you only married me to take care of your son, kind of a thing. And yeah. and he says to her, he says, Don't you think we partly love people for their usefulness? And yeah. I think there is some truth to that. That yeah. that the work that we do for each other is a sign of our love yeah and, and and you know somebody like nono probably wouldn't understand that because she takes everyone for granted in her life yeah <laughs> and then you have in the same scene you have minfu complaining about hakeem and patch <laughs> going to a marriage counselor and, and then that, this is when you find out that troy is gay of troy yeah it's like oh my gosh, but. <laughs> But, yeah, you're right. I mean, because that's the thing with life, like it's a combination of you making your own choices and also how other people's choices impact your choices. Exactly. <laughs> and you just kind of have to. And,
1: I mean, the, there's also a lot of factors that impact the, uh, your choices as well. Because when Bly Danner, when Rebecca, and Joe got married, that is a different time than when these kids are getting married. Yeah. And so, for example, it's like, you know, if you get married and it's the fifties, that is different than getting married in the 2000s in terms of how your role in the house and in the family impact decisions that you're being made. And so, but that can also carry over generationally. And it's like, but I mean, I think we would think less now of saying like, oh, we only got married for this person to take care of your son. I think that seems like, I mean, here's the thing, anything can happen, but I don't think that is the key influencing factor of marriage in 2004, 2019, Mm right? Could potentially be when you have a divorced parent in the fifties. But I think though, in any flashback, Joe and Rebecca seem to be happy. Yeah. so but i mean these are questions that we have like we i think because we only get one life we can't go to the past we can't go to the future unfortunately that as we live life we question a lot of things and that's where we reflect and that's where we either develop um an understanding of that journey gratefulness uh, or wanting to change whatever it might be like i think that's just a human we all do it right and so i think though that no no and some of the other kids might need to really go talk to a therapist.
0: Or yeah, I think so. But it was interesting because this is the part that really did kind of remind me of my grandma. So the end of the movie is Peter and Rebecca sitting down and Peter's the only one that notices that she isn't in the video. Yeah. And he asks her about it. And she says, I guess I was just busy planning something and that was like I said my grandma was always wanted to make things beautiful and cute and fun and make everybody uh and just it's interesting because you know she was a very she was a an affluent person as far as her situation but like at the funeral everybody just had all of these experiences and memories and uh where for my grandfather who was a hard person to love, uh, a lot of the memories were kind of tied to something he had like he paid for so and so' school or he' had been a yeah. blessing and, and that 's great, and that 's valuable um, but i don 't know I just thought the real contrast between just the people felt such a closeness to my grandma and just felt yeah. like she was their advocate and their best friend like people yeah. every single grandchild felt like they were the best grandchild to her and that we were her best friend and
1: she Mm -hmm. just had that
0: gift and i felt like this moment between between peter and rebecca felt one of the most emotionally true moments i think of the movie
1: yeah that and i think the other scene with peter and rebecca well actually there's three scenes in particular the one that you're mentioning the other one is when she has them over and they play scrabble yeah she's talking about like why am I even planning this 100th birthday party for Poppy? He's not even gonna remember it later. And Peter says, Because maybe he'll enjoy it while it's happening, even right. if he doesn't remember it later. And I was like, This kid is wiser than anyone else in the movie. <laughs> and then the other scene is when he invites her to the grandparents' event, and she yeah. goes, And he has some like science project or something like that. And he's like, Don't you want to go look at the other projects? And she's like, no, I'd like to stay here and admire this one. And he's so happy and proud that she's there and is so genuinely pleased with his project. And she goes back and tells Nana, he's brilliant. And she just complains, <laughs> of course. But I feel like he knows in that moment that this person is a hundred percent there for them and cares about what they're doing and appreciates it. And I don't think he's getting that from his dad or his stepmom. Yeah so, so uh,
0: the movie basically ends in a spot where i think that rebecca's in a happy content i would say content spot yeah. with her life and hopefully she ends up marrying zeb
1: <laughs> <Dream>. <laughs> can we get a sequel where it's just uh rebecca and zeb thank you yes <laughs> it only has to be a one minute update in between yeah. <laughs> other movies, but, you know we'd still appreciate it yeah
0: <laughs> So, there we go. I think we basically covered the whole movie. Yeah. So, back so. when we were, were grown-ups, uh, it it's interesting. It was, a, it was a unique film. And so, I'm glad I saw it. Uh, like I said, it was kind of uneven. but Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it had its moments, and Black Dinner was great. So, uh, so, there you go. I'd probably give it mm, three crowns out of five.
1: Boy. Um. Can I give it a lower score because I just didn't like some of the characters. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go at two and a half crowns. Yeah,
0: I get it. I yeah.
1: Will I, I would... They all need to get it together. Yeah. <laughs> Be reflective. Be grateful. Say thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Team
1: Beatrice that's Rebecca and Zeb never changed
0: (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) so there you go if any of you listening have seen this movie and it is available on Hallmark Movies now if you guys have the app uh, then you can watch it it's also easily available other places (laughs) Um, so if you haven't uh, (laughs) seen it uh, let let us know what you think Uh, if you liked it if you didn't like it where what are your different thoughts and just some of the topics that we talked about you don't even need to have seen the movie to kind of talk about (laughs) yeah if you if you're a step parent and you can relate to some of the things uh that would be really interesting uh, to share your thoughts in the comments or on twitter we'd love to hear your
1: experiences because like neither of us are step parents so
0: and i i never had a step parent growing up either so i I, yeah. I i can't but anyway if you have any thoughts on what we talked about then let us know that would be great and the current plan for next month for on friendship is to cover the uh, we're going lighter and fluffier Ooh. we're going to talk about the uh, we're going to talk about a country wedding mm. which is all about your classic story of two friends who uh <laughs> are are so close and then one of them goes off and becomes a famous country music singer so it happens all the time
1: (laughs) yes i wasn't sure where this is going but i like the sound
0: of it (laughs) yeah it's really good so there you go we're gonna talk about a country wedding next month it's gonna be great and uh, if you have any ideas for what we could talk about uh for on friendship let us know. We'd love to hear. And so, Elisa, where can people find you?
1: Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and pod at gmail.com. I'm at elisalucas.com, but that website is still under construction. So don't mind the dust, so to speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media on iTunes, Rotten Tomatoes, all over the place on YouTube and I have family movie night, uh, that I have every Monday night. And so I'd love for y'all to check that out and, uh, make sure you're following podcast at Homeworkies Pod, Homeworkies Podcast, all over social media on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. If you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, give us a thumbs up. We really appreciate it all of your support and again let us know your comments and thoughts we really appreciate that we have our patron group which is so much fun uh for five dollars a month you can be part of our special facebook patron group and uh thanks so much and uh yeah we'll talk to you all later bye this podcast was brought to you by hallmarkies for hallmarkies for more information about how you can leave your mark on hallmarkies visit hallmarkiespodcast.com link in the description